last time on the Lords of Grantham podcast was Season 3, Episode 6 of The Crown. Something something Welsh was the title of the episode because Prince Charles went to Wales. He went there for his investiture to become the Prince of Wales. He learned a lot about life and a little about love, and uh, he gave a speech that inspired many, particularly those in Wales, but not at home with Elizabeth. She wasn't too pleased about what he uh, had to say out there in a bit of a rift there, but, you know, too little too late. Prince Charles, he's the Prince of Wales. And uh, we'll follow up on that and more this episode of the Lord to Grant the Podcast. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He's told us not to blow it, cause he knows it's all worthwhile. Told me, let the children use it. Let the children use it. Let all the children boogie. And we're back. Heck yeah, we are. We're back with uh, another riveting episode of The Crown. Truly. Moon dust. Moon dust, baby. That sounds we're going like a to the moon. We're, we're taking it straight to the moon this week. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> Man, so Dave, reviews have been pouring in for Jingle Jangle. And they're pretty good. Uh, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I refuse to believe this movie is good. If you have seen the trailer and you have seen Hugh Bonneville, Forrest Whitaker, Ricky Martin, and a robot. Just, Michael just, Key. Keegan Michael and Keith. How could this movie have 94% on Rotten Tomatoes? It's mind-boggling to me. I mean, we'll find out. I mean, I've, I read that Forrest Whitaker actually sings live for one of the songs. And Dave, I know how much Only you love one? Forrest Whitaker. I mean, well, apparently they pre-recorded all the songs for them to sing over ahead of time, which is actually well, kind I mean, of unusual for it, movies. What do you mean, pre-recorded? So usually they, you know, after they filmed the movie, they would record the music afterwards and everything. This time oh, they did so it they did it before. before. Okay. They wanted to get, you know, Hugh Bonneville's pipes while they were warm, I guess, you know? I haven't heard him sing. I'm very curious about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think he's going to have a number? I'd hope. I mean, why else are we watching it other than to hear Hugh Bonneville, you know, let it out? <laughs> One thing, it's seasonally appropriate, and uh, we're going to be at that point with the crown to kill us sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until the next year. Yeah, because I know some people are tuning in maybe because they just got into season four and they're like, well, let me rewind and go through season three or, or get up to speed. We're not talking about the crown season four anytime soon. <laughs> well, <laughs> anytime least... soon is a is a relative statement. We're right. going to get there probably early 2021. Exactly. 2021 next year. Okay, you're going to you're going to wait. We're going to take our time getting through the crown one episode at a time like we do every week on time. I, I'm t- I, sure we're I all mean, reliable the lord to grant them wait what are we doing next week because we're thanksgiving and I, I'm, I'm not recording the night before uh thanksgiving I'm not gonna maybe do- we'll do it early okay all right well we'll figure it out we'll make it work but before we uh even get into the proceedings of the crown mm-hmm. we should say that we hit our patreon monthly goal what is our goal it's a very meager goal okay it's 30 dollars a month and we've we've Topped over, and we're at $37 a month. What are we going to do with all that cash? Well, pay, pay the for podcast equipment. storage fees that we have <laughs> yes, to pay. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, the the reason that that is an important thing, on top of uh, thanking all of our patrons who are mm-hmm. amazing humans for helping us keep this ship afloat, sure, is when we hit our goal, what we do is a monthly Q&A with the questions provided by the patrons. So... 
not only are you getting a bonus episode, you're getting a bonus Q&A. So on all the downstairs people that only pledge $1 a month or $1 to $4 a month, they get that Q&A. No questions asked. Whereas sure. you need to be the upstairs tier to get the actual <laughs> bonus episode. I know the people who aren't in our, our Patreon are just dying to ask us questions. So please. I mean, it's kind of like a free for all. It's not necessarily yeah. like if you have dying, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not it, about us. You're probably asking for us about our maybe something about down we haven't talked about yet, and we'll we'll talk about it. The crown. Yeah, you, we'll you could say like, like oh, what I I really want to know what these guys think of, you know, this weird movie that I like, sure. and have they seen it or something like that. Have at it. That's what it's for. It's for absurdity more than I think it is for. You know. What is your favorite Downton Abbey episode? Who is your favorite Downton Abbey character? You know, like but you we welcome those questions stuff. too. We do. Yeah. We welcome all questions. Is Princeville a good father? That kind of question. Is that, a, sure. is that our transition right into this episode of the of exactly the crown? <laughs> the crown season three episode seven, Moon Dust. Moon Dust, baby. What is going on in this episode, Dave? This is a pretty straightforward episode. I was a big fan of. There's no B plot here. No, it's just about a man in the moon. It's about a man. It's about a midlife crisis is what it's about. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, right? What? <laughs> isn't, isn't that the David Bowie, the Rocket Man? Or what? what's that song about going to the moon? Oh, oh Major, Mr. Well, Tom. I mean, there's Rocket Major Man. Major Tom. Rocket Man is, um, uh, that, that's is Elton John. Uh, Elton John. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to drum up an audio cue there. Back to your regularly scheduled, regularly scheduled the crown. I have not. I'm. It's been a long day. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Okay, so yeah, the, the episode opens with a shot of the surface of the moon. What were your instant, instant reactions, uh, initial reactions to seeing that, Dave? I think with the crown, I just kind of know. Sometimes they're going to do something that seems big budget for no reason. So I just, <laughs> I just nod and move on. Yeah, I mean. What came across my mind is like, what the hell does this have to do with Great Britain? They had nothing to do with the space race. Okay, sure, well, let, let, let's go with it. And, and, and you know, with the crown, we were familiar with those opening red herrings. So it's like, what, is there going to be like aliens that show up and Elizabeth oh, interact? Imagine. <laughs> imagine if they just went totally off the rails. <laughs> but then that's Take only me before. to your leader. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here's the leader. <laughs> yeah. But it's only before the credits. Afterwards, they don't acknowledge it or anything at all. It's like it was... the beginning of Predator when you see the spaceship go down and then it's like, 25 minutes of them just fighting people in, in South America and then the alien comes in. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's this episode in a lot of ways. We, we see the moon and who's watching later? Who's yeah, watching? Who, Everybody's watching. The world. But there's one man in particular who's got an eye on it. Phil. <laughs> Philip. Uh, he's obsessed. Uh, he, he gets word that... Um, Elizabeth actually has to send them a message, you know. As she has his, already sent them a message, right? As, as a gesture of, of good goodwill, you know, wishing them well on on their journeys up there. They mm-hmm. send a they send a disc with them. Yeah, and I think so, and, and to leave it on the moon, right? Or no, she sent, sent a, an olive branch with them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. If we go up to the moon one day, we'll be able to find that recording of whatever Elizabeth told them. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, on a, that. it's on a cylinder. I don't know how well it's aged. You wonder what she told him. Like, best of luck, I guess. Thanks, Elizabeth. I have no dog in this fight whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would show you emotion, but I can't. That's my job. <laughs> and the astronauts okay. are like, huh, okay. But, uh, you know, back on Earth, church is a thing that doesn't stop happening. 
No, and and this was interesting because they spent some time talking about this their little chapel, and it's got mm-hmm. a congregation. Yeah, and it didn't dawn on me until like the end of the scene that the congregation is just like the queen's people. Right. <laughs> this ain't this isn't some Downton Abbey church. This is like the, the VIPs only. This is how they get their time in with church. <laughs> but it's so fabricated to seem like a, a neighborhood church. Right. Right. Like it, it's not very lavish. It's very simple. Well, it's one of those things that I find interesting because you know Downton Abbey has the local church, you know, where you, mm-hmm. they, they want to do stuff, but we never see the family members there. We never see the Crawleys at church, really. Well, there's some implications that we, they go, but well, it's never, Isabel and, and, for sure. Uh, and we, we know, know that Mary goes. does not like church. That's yeah. spoken about. But, but it's, funny one, how, it's funny how there's that village church in Downton. And yet we don't really see the family there, but then we see this village church and then Queen Elizabeth is there. So it's like, I, well, I guess a lot of these rich people aren't above church though, you know? Well, especially at that time too. Well, I mean, right. I we mean, also see at that, that time uh, too. <laughs> we see yeah. that a certain man is not, not a, not a very faithful individual. I mean, well, when church is at nine o'clock instead of 10 o'clock, I can see how Phil's just like, Ugh, I don't want to be there at nine in the morning. Why would you on a Sunday? He doesn't have like I'll dad duties up. ever, so why would he? Why would he care? Why do you want to be up early? Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Uh, but as he tells Elizabeth, it isn't a sermon; it's it's a general anesthetic. He, he feels yeah, like because he's this being put to sleep. I guess they call this sort of uh, clergyman a dean. Mm-hmm. And when they're talking, saying, "Oh, we got to get rid of this dean," I thought they were talking about Michael a dean. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same too. I thought that's what she was addressing was a dean, not. The dean, <laughs> yeah, I said just because they said he's been around for twenty years and um, it might make him loyal doesn't make him interesting. His mm-hmm. his tenure, and I was like, well, Michael Adin is not interesting, right? <laughs> but no, it's uh, this uh, this old clergyman. Yeah, and so they want uh, a, f- a fresh new face. I'm thinking, where's uh, Jimmy Graham right now or Billy mm-hmm. Graham? I mean. Yeah, I'll bring him in there. I mean, it makes sense. That I mean, Elizabeth has that pull. Why can't she bring in Billy Graham? Why not? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, it's like a indie wrestler signing to WWE. It's like, get him off the books. It's, it's bring like him a, in full time. Like a movie, like a, a Southerner moves to like a, a small English area and gets to know the whole town. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, after leaving church and hearing from Phil that it's dreary nonsense, she, she says that they need to start the search for a priest with some zest or pep. Or oomph. Or oomph. And where does Phil go off to after church? He goes off to... Like a polo flax, cage. Yeah, flax, flax and balls. Um, he's going to the, the batting cage of, of a rich rich royal man. Essentially. And he's got wrist he, pain, too. Oh, he's screaming. He's he's busting his butt trying to whack these polo balls on, a, it, on like a... What do you call it? Like a rodeo horse that you would go to a bar and, <laughs> and ride Yeah. On. I mean, despite all his rage, it's still just... Prince Phil in the cage with a sore yes. wrist. <laughs> I don't know he's been doing old. that wrist, he's but getting old. that is true. I mean, around this time, he should be well into his 40s, so there you have it. I mean, the guy yeah. is almost 100 right now, so if you just do the math <laughs> 50 years back, he's about 50, actually. Wow. Jeez, that's crazy to think. Mm-hmm. Quite the jump. And he's still got years in front of him based on the show, though. Yeah, so. we, and we know that based on his reptilian DNA. Yeah. I mean... Look, it can't be that bad. The year is 1969, up top. Yeah. Uh, so he's looking around the, the, the manor for she, you know, the queen. 
and uh, he wants her to watch the, the astronauts with him. It's happening. It's it's July sixteenth, nineteen sixty nine. That's right. It's the day. We we are landing on the moon. And we see a Jello mold and a cake with a little astronaut on top. People are celebrating. I mean, it's it's a huge monumental deal. This has never happened ever yeah. before. Oh yeah, and we see you know, with a with a glean in his eye, the mm-hmm. a childlike glee. Philip is a happy boy. Yeah, he's almost like in disbelief. This is actually happening. We're we're getting the flight footage beamed straight to him. Um, people watch. They're they're engrossed, and then they leave, and then he just stays there. Yeah, he's he's in his zone. He is so beyond thrilled with with this space race thing. Yeah, I mean, some people sit around and watch sports all day. Phil will watch people on the moon all day, and then he'll get in his plane. And we'll get there. We'll get there in a moment. I mean, it, it's a pretty near scene. Well, he, first he has to take out some aggression on, on the local dean. <laughs> uh, because the priest comes to Phil asking to start an academy for strong spiritual growth. Uh, sort of retreat you, area for these clergymen who are burned out in their middle age. Right. They're kind of just telling the whole same stories, which is why people are just not paying attention. People don't care. Uh, so th- they need a place to recharge their, their batteries, essentially, and, and raise their game by, by talking with each other and sharing maybe ideas of how to, you know, reinvent things. Yeah, and Phil's like, he's not really on board initially, but he's like, look, we got the space. Do it. I don't really care. I don't got well, anything I mean, to lose. He kind of really talks down to him. He's like, you don't raise game by talking or thinking. You raise game through action. So he's just like, don't come to me with this. Do something about it. Well, that, this is when he goes to see them. When Robin yeah. Woods, the new dean, brings it up, he's like, look, it all it is hot air and thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he does go to uh, after. Well, this he also does. Um, he goes on his flight before he does cut a promo on the priests. Right. I mean, he, it, it, the, the initial setup is Dean coming to visit him in, in Phil's office and Phil just kind of laughing him out of there. He's like, look, do you? I got all this 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 land and even my family. It's not even my land blood wise. I just married mm-hmm. into it. Take a house. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. So we actually got this confused. So what Phil was watching before was the rocket taking off. Now he Then he gets everyone back together to watch the actual moon landing. Yeah, yeah. Later that evening. And then, again, he's still way obsessed. So, But seeing this, yeah, it inspires him to, to take a, a joy ride in his jet. <laughs> his With his jet. sort of red shirt co-pilot. Uh-huh. And he's like, let me take the wheel. And the guy's like, okay, sure. And then Phil says... We're going to space, baby. <laughs> We're going to punch in light speed. And he's just staring at the moon the whole time. He's just looking on up. He's like, I'm coming for you, moon. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring you, this you plane to the, all the way to the moon. And, and then the, the, the co-pilot's like, what are you doing? We can't. We're going to we're gonna stall out. And then he just hits the eject button, and the guy gets shot out of the plane. It's insane. Imagine. That would be great. Yeah. I would love well, that. He gets shot out of the plane, and he starts floating up into space, and he floats away. It's, and then feels like, oh, come high. on, man. He gets to go to space, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Because yeah, he he uh, he's a flyboy. He wants what the astronauts have. He wants that. He wants to touch greatness. Yeah, and he gets over the clouds, and he's definitely gone way above the forty-five thousand feet. Hit this plane is supposed to go, and hit, mean, he, he just like, look at the beauty of this world. Yeah, he's like saying, and "Come the, on, the, come on." <laughs> and the co-pilot's like, "Let let's go down. I don't want to be up here anymore." And Phil's like, "But look at the beauty. 
of this I mean, world. And it's nice to get above the clouds. They feel weightless, you know, and uh, <laughs> I love it when the, the, the co-pilot's like, we're at the limits of what the aircraft can do, Captain. And then Phil's like, perhaps. <laughs> and then it, it, it's like they just let the plane go into one of those zero G planes. It just goes straight down like an elevator shaft. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's that. <laughs> we, we just get that, that, you know, <laughs> just speed demon scene just because, you know, we're just setting the bar for, for what's going on in Phil's head. He, for what this midlife crisis actually is to Phil. I mean, I haven't been through my midlife crisis yet. I've been through a bit of a quarter life crisis I haven't felt the need to go, like, push it to the limit, you know? Well, I mean, think about what your hobbies are and if you've pushed those to the limit. And think about what Phil's hobbies are and the fact that he just pushed this plane to its brink. That's you true. ran a marathon with, like, a broken foot, so... With, with a fractured ankle, that's correct, yeah. I've also... So I, jumped, you, you, I, jumped, I jumped out of a plane at 25. Don't want to do that again. I think you have kind of Prince filled yourself like a <laughs> I, crisis. I, I am out for destruction of myself, that's true. <laughs> I gotta feel alive. That, that's what. That's really what's going on with Phil. He needs to feel again. Yeah. So. So after this. This flight happens. He. He no shows church. He goes for a run. The space race has him all kind of. Not Wound thinking up. about him. You know, he's thinking about life. He's thinking about the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people who try to rope him back in are, the, are those priests. This is when he goes to talk to them. Well, this uh, Robin Woods is a really uh, sort of lucky guy that he gets Phil at these moments where he's like, okay, yeah, I got a spare minute for you. Sure. Come on over here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk with you. So on top of getting roped into this, giving away a house to these priests, Philip gets Mm -hmm. talked into going to introduce himself. Yeah. Not Queen Elizabeth, not, you know, somebody else. Mm -hmm. Prince Philip gets roped into sort of being the guy the spokesman yeah and oh boy does he have he have words for these priests yeah i mean he's pretty much just saying like you know what are you doing in comparison to these people who are on the moon you know we've we've gone up there that's bigger than anything you know that's bigger than jesus essentially (laughs) you know he's he's taking that beetle stance of like who's jesus anymore man people are watching stuff on tv instead of going to church Mm mm-hmm what do you got to say? The moon's got you. <laughs> the moon's got you beat. Yeah, he go. He cuts a promo on them. He says they're catatonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says they're making a mess of his house. He says, why, why don't you do something? Like, clean up this house. Yeah, they're just not doing their, their best. And the priests try to come back at him and say, the moon is just dust. <laughs> There's no God behind that dust. And Phil's like, it's my dust. <laughs> I you like eat dust. my dust. <laughs> eat it. Um. Yeah, I mean, he literally says that astronauts may be closer to God because of their experience, uh, which it sounds a bit like, okay, come on, come come back to Earth Hill a little bit. They they, they may have had a, a crazy experience. Who's to say if they're closer to God because of it? You know, Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, that that that's really it. I mean. Really, I mean, Phil kind of leaves a lot on the table here with flexing on them, I think, because he literally, all he has to say is, I am married to a person who was chosen by God to rule over this country. Who are you? Get out of here. That's all you got to say. Clean up your mess from your boots. (laughs) Yeah, clean up your act. (laughs) Ask for action. Model yourselves on men of action. He's 
very much a man of action right now. That's how he's feeling in his midlife crisis that he's got to be doing stuff. Yeah, and then he dro- he drops the mic, says, "Clean up this mess," and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know it's funny we never see him really address his, his wrist injury or whatever that he's feeling when he's like pounding all those balls I don't think it's an injury I think it might be, it's be some in like implied arthritis or some sort of middle Stroking? age sort of no no way no, no not okay. Phil he's, he's a reptile he's, he's fine okay well Elizabeth and Phil they're having dinner and they're having their venison yeah and complaining about it Midlife crisis. It makes you complain about the best things in life. <laughs> venison twice in a week? I think I've had venison twice in my life. I don't think I've ever had it in my life. Well, I don't but, think you're missing much. Okay. Okay. Well, then I can see why Phil may, you know, may be annoyed to have it twice in a week. Um, you, it's funny, though. People who are rich, they kind of, I think they may lose perspective on where they are, especially anyone, oh, you where, don't when you say. get to a certain weight class, you just forget where you are. He had to sell his yacht, remember? That's right. Oh, man. Poor him. So, uh, Elizabeth tells Phil the astronauts uh, would it be okay if they they came to Buckingham, and he says, "My God, yes, please! Oh my God!" <laughs> he is in. He is fanboying out over this moment. He cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. And and they're planning for their arrival, uh, you know, with uh, some of uh, Parliament or the the House staff. And Phil makes a request. He wants uh, time with the astronauts alone for a separate meeting. Yeah, he's like, as a fellow, like, aeronaut. Airman wanna, to airman. <laughs> he wants to meet these these fellow airmen. And they're like, 15 minutes enough? And he's like, 15 minutes? Come on. He's like, I'm Prince Philip. Okay. Okay, yeah, we, we can give you a little bit more time. <laughs> but, but you see that that's how humbled Phil is by this whole thing, is that he understands the weight of the fact that these are these men touch the moon. Yeah, he's a little Jay. He's a little Jay. He's a little jealous. Um, so we get this show's actors for Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong and all that. I feel like, you know, when I was watching this, it's like, how many people have played these these people in, in movies and stuff? I feel like they're like the most imitated actor or historical figures because they just pop up in everything, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And so they got some generic white dudes to show up. And play uh, uh, play the astronauts. Yeah, they all have colds. Uh, they're yep. sneezing up a storm. Storm. They, I mean, credit to their acting for selling the sneeze. They really sell the sneezing. And they're they let Phil down ultimately. Phil wants to have this sort of philosophical. Tell mm-hmm. me about life. Tell me about the experience. What was it like being on the moon? And he kind of opens and, himself up. Like he identifies with them, and you know he's like stuttering and stammering. Like when you meet your heroes or, or celebrities, you know, as, as that happens. Yeah, and they're they're like, oh well, uh, I fell asleep and I heard some rattling, and it was the water cooler. Can you believe it? Like it sounded like all the answers they're giving him are canned answers. Like this press Boring. tour is kind of it's it's kind of like if we were meet, to meet the royalty, like if they were excited to meet us, it'd be like we're just two dumb Americans. What do we know? You know. <laughs> well, I don't think any royalty would be excited to meet us. One day, when they One find day. out we've done a whole podcast on this show. <laughs> Well, yeah, Queen Elizabeth will be like, look, I, I hate the show just as much as you guys hated season one, so let's there talk. You have it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, he, I think Phil has a point, though. He's like, what were your thoughts out there? You're seeing amazing views that no one else has seen. You know, what are your perspectives and observations? And they're like, we just didn't have much time to, to think about that. And he's just like, 
Seriously? <laughs> He's like, dude, I just took my plane up way past the legal limit. And then they're like, Phil, I don't think you should have done that. That's not safe by aviation standards. Phil's like, come on, man. Can't you understand? I'm just trying to get my life together. Airman to airman. Can't you understand? But then Phil's like, hey, what, do you have any questions for me? And they're like, what's it like living in this big house, dude? <laughs> yeah. Is it true you can run laps around this thing? <laughs> it's four miles if you lay it out. And he's like, oh, goodness. These guys don't even know. Is it true that you have a bagpiper for alarm clock? Is it true that you get venison twice a week? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Phil just takes a deuce on him when talking to Elizabeth. Uh, three men with pale faces, uh, lack of imagination, total absence of originality and personality. Delivered as astronauts, disappointed as human beings. There you have it. That, that's that's the resounding historical take on uh, Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong and the the third guy who uh, name escapes me. Collins. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Queen corrects Phil. She's like, "That's what makes them perfect. They needed to have like nerves of steel to be able to do this, you know, job that they did." Yeah. If it was Philip there, he'd be peeing his pants. He'd be so excited. But it, it's funny because like I don't know if you've seen the movie First Man uh, with. Uh, What's his name? Gosling as uh, Neil Armstrong. I have not. Great, great, great movie. Great Claire Foy performance as his wife. Um, but uh, dude's a total cipher. He, he has no emotion. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the whole read on him. Actually, I can't recommend that movie enough. That movie's great. And Claire Foy, I mean, I, I wish she did more than just being the helpless wife, but she's good in that movie. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Anyway, there's a CGI deer outside a church or, or outside the, the where the priests hang out. <laughs> Did you notice yeah, that, Dave? I didn't notice it was CGI. I it figured it wasn't. I assumed it was fake. It just looked fake to me. But Anyways. we did. You're, you're, you're skipping. A, a, you're jumping ahead beyond one shot that that tells a lot. Okay. Phil walks into his mom's room and it's empty. Yeah, she she's and, she's gone. But they don't say it until the next scene. Not to say that they should have. Right, but I guess the space race is so important that Princess Anne, Alice dying off screen is it Which, is not worth bringing up until forty five minutes into the episode. It may be why he's going through this midlife crisis. It seems maybe. May, yeah, that would that tracks. You know, you lose someone, and you just wonder what's it all for exactly. What's it all for if we're not going to the moon? <laughs> he's I like, look, know. Ma died yesterday, but the moon landing is today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the funny thing is he didn't realize his mom had died. He was just too enraptured watching the TV. They're like, "Sir, your mother passed." Shh, shh, shh. I gotta watch this show. Okay, gotta, <laughs> you need to put a little astronaut toy on a cake yeah. for my kids. Yeah. Um, but he opens up to these priests. He he admits to being lost. You know, I, I think it's a little bit of awakening that like, oh, you know, I thought these people who went to the moon may have seen more and, and known more, but no, they're no different than I. Uh, you know, we're all just kind of a little bit lost. And he's he's very, he's coming with his his head tucked between his legs. He's he knows. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. having a slice of humble pie. Yeah, I mean, as he pretty much solves that these solutions to our problems are not the ingenuity of rockets. It's the brain where the faith resides. That that's the thing that's behind all of this, you know. And he, and he says he he, he whimpers a little bit and says, "What's he say, Dave? Two words." Help me. 
A little, a little louder? He says, help me. And they say, help who? And he says, help me. He says, you're on my land. <laughs> help me. Yeah. And they say, well, if you build us a little place where we can go recharge and have like a jacuzzi and just have a boys night out, that would do wonders for us, Phil. And he's like, fine, done. Where's the checkbook? Let's make it happen. He says, I sold my yacht for a reason. <laughs> taxpayers will handle this. Exactly. Um, and then smash cut to see, we see him walking outside with, with the priest and uh, they're just having a, a great old time. Yeah. Talking. Just talking. Yeah. Like they like split off from the group. Uh, Elizabeth sees him. She, she nods approvingly. And then it cuts to credits. Yeah. We learned that St. George's house has been a place for 50 years and Phil is one of the, it's one of the things he's most proud of. That's, that's good for Phil. Yeah. Good for Phil. I mean, that that was one thing I thought about this episode. Is like, how many episodes are we getting on the family this year? Because we've really only gotten two on Elizabeth. It was like Aberfan and her lack of a response mm-hmm. to that. And then the first episode, Olding, with her getting old and having to interact with Wilson. But really, a lot of these episodes, we got Margaretology. Uh, we got the we episode on Charles. Charles. Yeah. We already got an episode on, on Phil uh, earlier this season with his, with his mom. Yeah, with the documentary. Yeah. Publicans. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just like a little odd that we don't get much uh that we don't get much going on with um Elizabeth this year. Well, you the know, coup episode got, is is very much a Liz centric episode. Like or Tywin Lannister if you want to go that way too or or Dickie whatever <laughs> his real name is, Charles Dance, Dancing Man. But uh but not much Liz in this episode at all. Yeah, I just want more Elizabeth because I think, especially like this episode and her, even in her limited supporting role, I think Olivia Coleman has been so good as Elizabeth. She, I've really grown like grown into like like liking her in that role. Yeah, she's she's really good. I like her. I don't want to say she's Claire Foy, but she's different. Yeah, definitely different. And we flavor. did we we did get a, a one line from Helena Bonham Carter in this episode. It was like something about the moon, right? She's like, "Oh, it's the astronauts." Yeah, yeah. And we saw. If you look Ew. closely, you can see the producers handing her a check, <laughs> and and she cashes it right then and there. Uh, she also like was like holding a baby or something. She looks like she lifts weights. Helen Bonham Carter, like heck yeah, man. I thought she Hit looked old. Really, she looked jacked to me. Well, you can be old and jacked. That's true. That's true. We see Princess Anne this episode just putting party hats uh, on Grandma in slow motion. Yep. Sure. Just walking. Yep. Yeah. Now, Dave, what if this episode do you think didn't happen? Huh. Uh, did Phil not have a meeting with the astronauts? Yeah, I, I, that seems to be one the one thing that you know definitely didn't happen. So okay, I feel like the uh, the priests is too has too much history to have a postscript for it to not be true. Yeah, and Phil's no. pride in that as a human indicates that it did something for him. So that's true. Well. Was it a good episode, Dave? I really, I really liked this episode. It was nice. It was nice. It was, it was good getting at the core of Phil once again. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I it's think... been a while since we've had a because the documentary episode and Bubakins mm-hmm. is about like a lot. This is yeah. about Phil as a man. And, and as much as they portion it out between all the characters, and I'd like to see more Elizabeth. 
I mean, they're still interesting characters that they have like put together, you know, dramatically for the show. Yeah, and it's good to know, especially considering how much of last season was about him being a wild young man. It's good to see that this is sort of a settled, a decade and a half removed from that sort of lifestyle, Phil. Yeah. So you want to get to the rankings? Sure. I guess I got a controversial character on the rankings. Okay, well, what's number three for you then? Going down? It's it's God. Really? <laughs> God himself? God, yes. What 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 did he do wrong? The whole world is so obsessed with space. <laughs> they don't know about God. Okay. And all these priests show up. God. Phil says, you know, I lost my faith. And that what's that faith in? It's in God. But I feel like it comes around to putting God back over, though. I feel like God comes back around. He's coming back around. He hadn't come back yet. And 500 million people watched the moon landing. That's a lot of people that, that God's got to win back over. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, similar uh, similar attack to that. At number three, going down, I got the moon. They said we can never walk on it or never get there. We did. We walked all over its face. So God is similar to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, moon. We beat you. You thought we'd never reach you. We got there. And, you know, we went there a few times and we said, all right, enough. We, we say enough, you moon. Bye. Take that, moon. <laughs> well, we're Buzz Aldrin this, says. Uh, we're going to live in a relevant form of media that you can't listen to with a message from the queen on your surface. Exactly. What's that bit from Buzz Aldrin like when he shouts at the moon in like 30 Rock? Like, I walked on your face. <laughs> it's like I was going to say, does this link canonically Transformers and the oh, crown? I mean, absolutely. Because as we know, Buzz Aldrin meets Optimus Prime in the dark of the moon. And, he's, and Optimus Prime says, hello, fellow space traveler. Very, and that, very respectful of Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, then brings the connection to Prince Phil. Hello, fellow astronauts. You oh, know. man, imagine if Prince Phil would show up. Michael Bay is like, hey, you want to be in one scene of Transformers 6? He'd be, yes, please. Oh, I'd love to see Prince Phil meet Optimus Prime. Okay. Uh, number two for you, Dave. I got the, the Dean, the original priest. Okay. He, 20 years, and, they, and we don't even get to see them get rid of him. He's just gone. Is he the one who's gone, or is he Woods himself? No, Woods is his replacement. They oh, show okay. the, the curmudgeon priest in the beginning, I, I the thought, one that I, is the general anesthetic. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so long, Dean. We, we barely knew you. <laughs> yeah, good, good work, I guess. Yeah. Well, at number two going down, I got Prince Phil. Dude is uh, going through a midlife crisis. He's going down. Yeah, he's got his. He's putting his life at the on the at the risk with this whole plane thing. He makes himself look like a fool in front of all these priests. He gets disappointed by by meeting his idols. Uh, you know, so he's having a rough patch. You know, and and maybe fifty years later that he looks back on this thing they built and is happy, but not in the moment. It's it's a rough go for him. I guess so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, I got Princess Alice. Who? Philip's mother. Oh, because she dies off screen? <laughs> she dies off screen. She gets a whole episode where she's sort of the focus as this shining light in, in Phil's mm-hmm. life. And then she dies She dies off screen. We don't even get... Phil walks into a room, looks around, and then you're like, is she is she dead or is she like taking a walk? Is he looking to yeah. talk to her right now? And then it's like, oh, my mother died recently. Recently? Mm-hmm. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. Well, who's number? You got God at number one. (laughs) Yeah, God. No, actually, uh, Dave, I have a reality. Uh, So you know, when I asked you uh, what actually happened in this episode, it was a bit of a cheat. When I confirmed, you know, what you said about the the astronaut thing not happening, that's true. It didn't really happen. They did visit Buckingham Palace, but 
Dave, we, the reality is taking a big hit this episode. So the academy that would become St. George's House, in reality, it was actually co-founded three years previously before 1969 between Dean Woods and Prince Phil. And also the mother was alive at the time too. When, and knowing that she was a nun, there's a good chance she may even probably had a hand in making that happen. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but the biggest thing is that uh, royal historian uh, Sally Bedell-Smith uh, believed the plot of this episode that I she's quoted an IMDb as saying the idea that Prince Phil is obsessed with uh, the astronauts in the moon and had a midlife crisis over it, over not being on the moon is preposterous. She goes on to say, I believe it is a complete invention. I don't think he would have known a midlife crisis if it slapped him in the face. He has always been secure and confident and has always understood what his role was vis-a-vis with the queen. Smith added that the real life Phil has never been for a lack of hobbies and activities from medical advances and mentoring young people partly through the Duke of Edinburgh's award program. Uh, and what's more, according to a New York Times article in November 8th, 1969, he was active uh, in burgeoning a movement against uh, environmental pollution. So he had a bunch of things keeping him busy in 1969. There's no evidence at all of a midlife crisis. There's no evidence of all at all of him being obsessed with this moon race or anything at all involving it. So really none of this episode happened aside from the astronauts visiting the Buckingham Palace. And even then, you know, we want to take a step further. Did the moon landing happen? Did Stanley Kubrick film that on a backlog wow. backlog stage somewhere? Who knows? So there's a good chance that 99% of this episode just Never, ever, ever yeah, happened. Phil never had a mom in the first place. Who knows? Is Prince Phil real? I don't know. Look, look, I know people out there like, ease up, <laughs> holster it. But look. Is this the most incorrect episode since the smog? Absolutely. I mean, none of it <laughs> None of it happened. And it, the challenge is, look, I get that they're trying to do dramatic portrayals of all this, and it's all in the spirit of good drama and stuff. But if you're staking this show based on real people and trying to have some, you know, real, like, storytelling stuff here, come on, bro. <laughs> like, do what some, are we doing do some, here? Do some due diligence. Like, look, I, I would have bought into him potentially having a midlife crisis if, like, his mother passes away and he doesn't know what to do and he feels lost. I don't you don't have to tie it into this whole moon thing because it was a, was a thing happening at the time. You know, it, it just feels like it's a thing because, oh, it was everywhere. It makes sense to kind of connect dots and make it into this big thing. It just, mm-hmm. it's lazy in a, in a few ways, I feel like, you know? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a scalding take. I get town boy down. Yeah. I'll calm oh, look down. at that. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the going up. You know, to bring some positives to all this, Elizabeth, she's a great beacon of support for Phil. She recognizes that a new dean needs to come in there. Deacon, good for her. Good for good for Elizabeth. Okay. At number three, I got Robin Woods. Okay. Because at the end of the episode, things are looking good, but the man takes some L's from Phil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's... He's got a good, bright future, but it's just not quite, you know, God's on the bottom. This guy, as a representative of God, could be a little higher on the list. That's fair. Okay. Well, number two, I got Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. They went same to the here, moon, and then here. they went to Buckingham Palace. Come on. And they're the freaking out of the Buckingham Palace. Palace. Not, we, we didn't say that they want pictures with their girlfriends or wives at Buckingham Wives, I guess. It's great. Buckingham Palace. They're like racing up the stairs, and Phil is just rolling his eyes. Yeah. You can find photos online of them visiting. It's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, well, 
Mm, who's number two? Number two, Dave. Oh, that's, we had the same. The astronauts. Well, well, number one for me is Deacon Woods. He he gets this, you know, uh, retreat that he wants. So he went, he wins back, Phil. He's got a new job. Good for him. Okay. It's coming, it's well, coming up, Woods. At number one, I got Prince Phil. Okay. Because he just flexes this whole episode. When he's wrong, he doesn't. He apologizes and he moves on. That, that yeah, that's true. He says he's obsessed with this space race. Mm-hmm. He he says he pulls the strings. He gets the meeting. The meeting disappoints him. Yeah. That's how that's how much of a man he is. He goes, these guys were on the moon, eh, eh. And he he cuts down these priests, mm-hmm. and he goes back and he goes, guys, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say as a pilot, he's unflappable. He's, as a man, he's unflappable as well. He's the man. He's he's living his dream. Yeah. He's getting old, but he's he's doing so gracefully. Like, how many people at their mid- midlife crisis is like, let me talk to the guys that were on the moon? Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's go there. I'm having a midlife crisis. Let me go fly my private jet into the moon. <laughs> let me infuriate this poor pilot who I probably didn't even talk to at all in this flight. Mm-hmm. He's going to give me control just when we're at the limit, and I'm going to push this thing way farther than it has to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's that episode. Indeed, I'm indeed curious. So, from the you know, just to hear from the listeners, do you want to hear us harp on reality versus drama? Does does that matter as much to you? Because if it doesn't, I can drop it. Because I understand. Yeah, I think how much I think that... it's a very important part of this podcast. <laughs> I think we caught a lot of flack in the beginning of the Crown for for not discussing reality versus fiction. And yeah. if anyone in this, we got called out on a scathing review on Apple Podcasts for ignoring history. So here we are. We're saying this we're is history. history. This is the history you want to know? Well, here's the history. There ain't none. <laughs> yeah. Especially on an episode that is so fabricated. I don't think we're doing a disservice to the fiction of the kayfabe of the no. crown. And look, here, here this all may sound backhanded, but Peter Morgan, hats off to you for making compelling drama with Phil's yeah, midlife crisis. Yeah, I said that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just like I said, the smog was awesome. I'm, I'm fictionalized. I don't care about these people. Yeah, and make it go a little bit crazier, you know? Make them have more children. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, make uh, some kind of surprise. Like, Aliens would have been great. Hire a nanny. That's Miss Doubtfire. Let's go. Let's do it. We, I mean, we still we don't know what happens at the rest of the season. We've got 13 more episodes to watch. we got more than that, too, with the, the two more seasons coming, right? <laughs> so. Well, that'll be, you know, we'll have done many things at that point. Yeah, hopefully. We'll have gone to the moon by then. Um, Dave, anything else we should watch this week that you've been watching? That I've been watching? Or you recommend? No, I, you know, I I have not been watching too too much this week. It's been a busy week for me, so yeah, All I right. can't nothing I can really recommend too much. Uh, I can yeah. say that we we have a decisive end to our little WWE side project of discussing things. The final Seth, chapter, Seth Rollins Between and Seth, Rey Mysterio is over. It's over. It's over. The final chapter they called it. Where when did this happen? On SmackDown last week. <laughs> it ended on, uh, with a whimper on a Friday night. It wasn't a whimper. It was a frog splash from the top rope by Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio got the pin. One, two, three. On, on Seth? Yeah. But what about Buddy Murphy and Rey Mysterio's daughter? Rey shook his hand. Buddy Murphy? Yeah. That was it? He says, well, welcome, to the, welcome to the family. He didn't say La Familia? <laughs> I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I just caught highlights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well... So, so that ends. Okay. What about you? Any recommend? What are you? Any watching anything good? Well, I wrapped up Ted Lasso this week. Uh, on Mr. Apple Spratt. TV. 
Spratt's great. He, and I think it's underselling to say he's just another Spratt character. Uh, I, I think he actually gives a full rounded performance. I don't know the actor's name, but the man who portrays Seth Spratt, he's very good on Ted Lasso. And if you want to okay. see... If you have Apple TV. Yeah. I mean, they give it out for free with new Apple stuff, so I don't know. Just watch it sometime. Uh, I also watched the new Netflix movie, His House. It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a, it's a horror movie. And Matt Smith is in it uh, as... I guess the third lead. He's not. He's not the main guy, but he's like the third guy in it, and uh, he's appropriately, you know, shifty, uh, hunched over a little bit. You know, Matt Smith. You know, second guessing what he's up to. He's he's good in the in the movie, and the movie itself is actually I think phenomenal. So I I can't recommend it enough. It's it's scary. It has stuff to say. Great great movie. His house. Okay, I I watched The Mask. What? <laughs> I watched The Mask. Wait, the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. How was it? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. It was on, I think, HBO or something. I hadn't seen it, and it was short. I wanted like a 90-minute movie to watch, and then I was like, I haven't seen The Mask since I was a kid. Well, well his house is 90 minutes. You go, you go watch that, too. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on my list. It's funny. I... I, I I think I only saw The Mask once, and I saw a video recording of it airing on TV because I always wanted to see it, and I just never saw it in theaters. And it aired on Fox one night, and we recorded it and then fast-forwarded through the commercials to watch the movie on there. And uh, I was ultimately disappointed as a kid. I didn't think it was that good. It's cr- it's crazy. It's a crazy yeah. movie. <laughs> that it is. Um, now, I think what happens if Prince Philip gets the mask? Oh, I mean, he he's smoking. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he's flying that. He's got a rocket ship. Yeah. Man, people are buzzing about the season four of The Crown, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I people have been coming our way about it a lot. I feel like I'm having to like dodge spoilers about it, which is weird because we know what happens. But, uh, you know, everyone's buzzing. Yeah, and we'll be, we'll be buzzing there in about a month and a half. Month yeah, we'll get change. there. We'll get there. But otherwise, I think we can wrap up this pod, Dave. I think so, too. Well, where can they go <laughs> for the, the Patreon? Lord to grant them on Patreon. Just search for it, you'll find it. Where can they go for merch? Pin tweet on our on our Twitter page. So oh. and I just want to give a little forewarning if you're getting this as it drops. I wanna say that T Public is gonna have some good Black Friday sales. So if you're there looking you to it. get some black uh some Black Friday deals on some Lord to Grant the merch for some you know, you wanna get your mom and dad some masks, some mm-hmm. tote bags, some magnets, some stickers. Have now's the it. time. Yeah, and if you want to follow us, we're on, uh, we're Lords Grantham on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and there's Lords Grantham at Gmail dot com if you want to hit us up there too as well. Yeah, shoot us a line, and like I said, the Patreon Q&A. is is bumping, so that that Q and A will come in the first month that we get all those funds. So that will be December will be our first Q and A, as well as a bonus episode to all of our upstairs tier people. So there's a there lot of content it. to get, and the Lord Grantham Lounge is hopping. We get a lot of lot of nice people in there. Yeah. Good community that we're building. Right. It's happening. Indeed. So, on that note, we'll we'll catch you next time. I'm not sure when we're gonna be recording, but we'll catch you soon. Hopefully next week, maybe not, but if not, we'll we'll let you know. We'll be we'll be back. We'll be back. That's right. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a happy Thanksgiving if you don't hear from us. <laughs>